When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22 The Rangers Podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so if you could get your comments in, um, that'd be much appreciated. Also, we are very close to the 6,000k mark in terms of subscribers, so again, just click a like, it's free to subscribe to the channel, so again, if we can get there, ideally before the Celtic game, that, that would be a, a target for us, um, again, much appreciated. So um, I am here tonight hosting. I was supposed to be here last Friday, but the darts took me. Um, I felt, I'll be honest, absolutely horrific on um, on Friday. Um, so yes, I've, I've let the guys down. That was a yellow card for me. And I was supposed to be on during the week, but my laptop gave up on Monday morning. So but yes, I'm back here. We've got a full house tonight. First of all, Jamie, how are you tonight, Jamie? We're taking those poor excuses from you, mate. Don't worry, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, At least I've got a sign in the darts for you. See that see that sign in the in the retweets on Twitter that more than made up for it, by the way. More than made up for it. No, I'm very well. It's good to be here. We're top of the league. Uh, Europa draw today, Benfica, and we've got a glorious Belgian man in charge of us. So life is sweet at the moment, boys. Yeah, it's it's um Yes, everything's quite positive for Angel at the moment. I try to keep my feet in the ground because you know you know what football's like. It can turn awfully quickly. But um yes, it is very good at the moment. And uh, next, uh, last but not least, we have Nikki as well. Nikki, how are you tonight? Good, thank you, mate. I feel like it's been a while since I've been on a podcast with you, but it's uh, it's been a weird week, hasn't it? Because we've not had a, a midweek fixture, so it's been relatively quiet. But we've obviously got the the bonus of the Europa League draw this morning and. A massive game, top of the table, top of the form table clash tomorrow. So hopefully Rangers will get a, another strong result. Yes, we have. And Mr. Scott Carney, who wasn't supposed to be on tonight, but he's um, he's shown dedication and he's unlike myself last Friday and just, <laughs> um, he's here for everyone. I I love how the, the the two new boys are still not letting you away with your terrible excuses, man. Terrible excuses. Scott, oh, if you'd seen me. Honestly, if you've seen me, I'd be no use of this podcast last week. Yeah, my, my laptop's broken. I was right, very good. To be fair, your camera looks a bit better, so I'll say that you probably do have a new laptop, mate. So I'll give you, I'll give you your juice there. But yes, I know I wasn't due to be on tonight, but I am. I'm here. So hello, everybody. Hello, chat. Plenty to get into tonight. Yeah, no, we do have a lot to get into tonight. Obviously, there's the. Yeah, we're talk- we talked about our top of the league, the Europa League draw happened today at 11 o'clock, um, the presser, we've got Hearts coming this weekend, It's um, there's a lot to get into, but first of all, before we get into it, um, Jamie and Carney were at Edmondson House on Tuesday to get their True Blue Heroes Award, um, 
Jamie, I seen you and Kyle. How, first of all, how was the the event? And also, I seen you and Carney with um, Mr. Kamar Roof. So I take it's down to the two years that spoiler alert, Kamar Roof is available for tomorrow. Well, he, he didn't actually hobble onto the stage. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's probably a good sign. Was he crazy? No, <laughs> aye, yeah. He was. He was actually stretched onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was a no, absolutely brilliant night. I'm sure I'm sure Scott agree. It was really good. It was obviously great to be invited. Uh, we raised that money to Live Night Boys and it was a it was a it was a good amount of money. So good to be there and, and meet other supporters that have obviously went above and beyond for the charity and, and have obviously raised a good amount of money. The steak pie was phenomenal, by the way. Like food's always food's always top of the line for me. So no, nah, it was really good and I overall it was good to be there and be invited. Yeah, Carney, obviously, you met your hero, Kamar Roof, there as well. That, so, um, he actually looks a lot smaller, Kamar Roof, when he was in between the two of you there. But did he say anything to Kamar Roof? I, I take it you might have asked him something in terms of you, whether you're going to be fit. But you, you, you kind of get thrust onto the stage. Like, right. oh, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, and Kamar's done there with a medal. And you're like, oh, thanks very much. And before I go any further, we were there accepting the True Blues Heroes Awards on behalf of the podcast. It's all of the lads award that. It's not just Jamie and I. It's for all of us, generally for all of us. And it's for you amazing people that were at the live show that helped us raise such an amazing amazing amount. So we thank you for allowing us to get that kind of opportunity. It was, I was saying to Jamie as we sat down, it was very much imposter syndrome. I was kind of going, should should we should we be here? Should I should I really be sitting here? Should I? And then saying then meeting Kamar. I didn't actually say anything to Kamar Roof. Me and Jamie were probably more concerned. They were doing everybody's picture individually. And Jamie and I were obviously like, well no, we won't want to go because it was for the sake of the pod kind of thing. But I get pushed up first and got a picture took and then I just kinda of hovered next to Kamar. Like uh, I'm just waiting for my mate to come up, Kamar, so I can get a picture of the three of us. And the guys just Kamar's like, Yeah, no bother. And then the woman that was giving Kamar the medal, she was like, Oh, there's always one. I was like, sorry, so I need a kind of group photo, social media, and all that kind of stuff. But no, it was it was brilliant, mate. I, it, there's so many people doing so many good causes. The, the Rangers Charity Foundation have been excellent with us, really, and the amount of money they're raising and the the projects that they're involved in is is it's very good, very good things that they are doing for for the community, for people less fortunate than ourselves. And yeah, it was a real pleasure to be invited along and to do so. Um, as I say, it was on behalf of the podcast that we were there. Even though me and Jamie we ended up at a table ourselves, so pretty much all of us could have been there. I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> such is life I have now. Uh, yeah, I was kind of like, Jamie, they could have definitely been here, but it must have been well over 200 people there anyway, for sure. Uh, well, but- we, 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 could have, we could have actually had a team of eight there with us, by the way, so we'll know that for next year. So We will know that for next year, yeah. Uh, we'll know yeah. For next year. Um, but uh, no, it was brilliant. And you got a, you got a pint and a glass and a glass in Edmonton House, mate, it, it blew my mind. <laughs> so when the guy put out the Menabrea glass and started pouring a pint, I was like, hang on a second. I was like, we got a glass, mate? He was like, aye. I was like, whoa. I was like, we've made it. I was like, Jamie, we've made it. We're getting a glass in Edmonton House. But no, look, terrific. Honestly, terrific. A really, really, um, a really, really great occasion. Um, a, a, a proud moment for, for myself as well and in terms of the podcast as well. It's a, a really good thing to be involved in. And yeah, Kamar Roof, all I said to him was, is there any bakeries open? And he says, I don't know, I'm in the squad on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, looked, it, it, it looked good, to be honest. And um, as you say, it's it's for everyone that was at the Loudon that night and helped us raise all the money. And hopefully, I'd like to think if we do a live show in the summertime, we can um, 
we can go beyond that figure that we raised in, in January and, and raise some more money for the for the Rangers Charity Foundation. But no, good cause. So moving on, obviously Rangers are top of the league, which kind of blows my mind because away, way back, Carney, I think after Aberdeen, I came out and said this is the when we drew it, Aberdeen, I went, this is the reason Rangers will not win the league this season. And to look at it is now it's beyond belief for me, but we'll get into that. But before that, because Rangers are top of the league, obviously the the usual suspects get wheeled out, the, the media circus, as I would call it. Alan Stubbs was the first one to come out who said that um, Philip Clement has won nothing. Um, sorry, Alan. <laughs> Did you not see that League Cup? Did you not see the titles even in Belgium and stuff? And yeah. another guy that um, I had a hairdo for the 1980s, the guy, I don't think his name was, Park or something, never heard of him. Good on about James Tavernier. Uh, James mm. Tavernier and five guys on PLZ, but let's just be said about it, is basically a moon-howling Celtic podcast. Ooh. Um, Nicky, come to you because the lads have had a wee talking, obviously, with them, um, about the charity foundation. <laughs> what is all this about? Is this solely because we are top of the league at the moment and nobody likes it? I think I think that's exactly it, mate. I think um, we've we've kind of come to expect this now, haven't we? It seems to we, we get loads of this around the fifty-five season. I remember the infamous Jackie Mac McNamara. They're not that good a team. I mean, they went to the full league without. Always in a game, right? They conceded what a, a British record, twelve or thirteen goals through the season. But according to Jackie McNamara, um, I mean PLZ, right? There, I think I made a comment the other day that they, you, you have to take their hat off to them. They have a, a conveyor belt of idiots that they just wheel out week after week, and each one <laughs> seems an even bigger daft ass than the last one. The snubs comment. I mean, they just stick their head in the sand. Sometimes these people don't they? They just stick, and, and it's almost just like I don't want to make myself aware of of what's going on round about us. And uh, I mean, God, I mean, even if Tav was in five guys, who gives a shit? Um, I don't know how. I don't know how he managed to get and applaud the fans. A shower changed on the team bus. Pick up his Range Rover and end up back in the city centre on an earth of Perth, by the way. But fair play to him. But no, it's I think it's just historically this is what we see. We they, they wheel these morons out um, to to almost I, I think cover up some of the aspects of their own team's failings. And to be honest, I, I would like to think that Clement and Particularly, Clement is professional enough that he will pay no attention to this outside noise, and that's exactly what this squad has to do, right? We we have to continue to focus on the next game, as Clement has that that has been his mantra since he came in, and and that is now coming off in the squad as well. And if 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 we just keep winning games, they can talk about five guys and not be that good a team as much as they want, right? We if we continue to win games and we continue to put in the form that we've seen since Clement came in, I think if you look in the league, 49 points out of 54, it's like an 89-90% win ratio. That's title winning form. If he continues that, Rangers will win the title. It's as simple as that. If we continue with the 12 remaining games at 89% win ratio. We will win the title. So, um, yeah, we 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 continue on, and we 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 do what they do. We stick our heads in the sand, and we don't pay any attention to the nonsense that's going on around us about us at the minute. 
Yeah, can I mean I don't really give a monkey's what they say, but it's um it is quite funny to be honest when these guys I mean Alan Stubbs one for me is just just sums up who Alan Stubbs is, man. I mean, for God, do your research first before you come on these things. But it's um it's quite amusing because you think of where we were months ago. We were a joke of a team months ago to where we are now. And the, thanks very much, Kelly Pie, um, for your five pound super sticker. Um, is that Chris Boyd Keen is that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, Carney. It's um, I mean, we take it with a pinch of salt here, but it it just shows that Rangers being top of the league, and as as Nicky was saying in, in the in the podcast, nobody likes us, but we don't care. The, the, they have to have something to cling on to. They can't. They don't like to look at their own their own kind of failings. Look as well, and I'm not going to. Rangers have been excellent under Clement, and we very much deserve the credit that we have in order to get to where we've got to. Being two points um, top, two points top, two points top. Um, but the 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 thing with the uh, Celtic have regressed. Like um, we we can't say they haven't. Of course they have. Um, but at the end of the day, they 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 can sit and they can fill their heads with Rangers aren't very good and everything's going to be okay because they are desperate for reassurance. The thing that's perfect about this and this is why the idiots are getting rolled out is because they can't play the victim card here. There is nothing for them to hide behind. It's not because Rangers have had more penalties because they've had more penalties than we have. It's, it's all these kind of things that, that they've got no victim card just now so they have to just try and pick holes in anything. Clement's not a very good manager. Rangers don't have a very good squad. We probably don't have a... I, I, don't, I think a lot of us would agree, most of us would agree that the squad's probably not where we would expect it to be in terms of the quality and the depth that we have. But look what Clement has done. I love it, mate. I do. I'm, I, I don't live for it, but it's almost, it just kind of makes me feel even better about the situation that we find ourselves in as a team. So I feel that for, I'm, for, for, they can fill their boots as far as I'm concerned. The, the perfect thing is, is they make themselves look even worse when they come out and say things. The Stubbs won the perfect example. He's not won anything. I'm sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Yeah, moron. He has. He has won something. Uh, it's it's brilliant, mate. And I say, if we win a treble, can you imagine? Can you imagine the meltdown if that was to happen? That's all. It all adds to the enjoyment of this, mate. It really does. We're not naive enough. All of us uh, as fans, uh, even talking to the broader Rangers, uh, a broad, a broader um, spectrum of the Rangers support. We know there's a long way to go. There is a long way to go. There's a lot of ups and downs still to come in this league. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Things are going to happen. But it's been a long time since we had the bragging rights and they don't like it. And I do. That is what it all comes down to. I was speaking to a customer today um, at my work and he, as soon as he seen me, he was like, I don't want to talk to you because he's been giving it me tight for about two years now. For about, oh, but, oh, just over two years, I think, I've been I've been dealing with him. And uh He's uh, he's been giving me it tight, but it was a uh, it was a real pleasure to see him today. A real pleasure to see him today. But it was all done in the right way, of course. But yeah, the the rolling out of the idiots, mate. Let it continue. It's good content to sit and look at when you're you're bored on a Wednesday night and you've got to flick through stuff to see what's on Twitter. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, Jamie, I take it. Um, Biz Grove will be uh, approaching five guys for the the sponsorship deal. That'll be the next <laughs> one for us. I mean, if he's not on to five guys for a ten year sponsorship deal, by the way, he's he's not doing a very good job. Just sack him, sack him right now. But honestly, I, see, in in all seriousness, right, the uh, when this stuff starts happening, it's no wonder that that our fans get their news from guys like us and hundred percent handed because 
honestly, they, they, they wheel out these guys, and it seems to be when the pressure's on. It seems to be. I remember the 55 season as well, as Nicky pointed out, the thing with Jackie McNamara. It's it's almost to unsettle. And and as you just said, it's the, the league is nowhere near done. It's it's two points. We we all know it's it's gonna go to the wire. It's gonna go to the wire. We'll need to be faultless to not obviously drop any points. Uh so it, it will go to the wire. So look, bring it on. If they want to keep rolling out these absolute dafties to try and unsettle us in the so-called media, honestly, what that guy with the curtains, man, uh, it was like it was a comedy <laughs> sketch. I felt as if I was watching the American Office or something like that. It was, it was, it was the worst thing I've ever it was, seen in my life. It's like it's like when only excuse used to do Frank McAvenny or something. Uh, like that, it? That's what he says. It was like, aye, it was it was like an actual documentary. It was a do- I had to, I had to have a second take. It was like, it looked completely set up. So no, I think like in the long run, like if they want to just keep getting these guys out, fair dues. Our our gaffer and our team, they're going to pay no mind to it, and us as fans as well. We'll just laugh it off as per usual. Yeah, I just thought we'd have a bit of fun with it tonight because it's it's as, as we say we, we are talking the league and certain people don't like it and they're coming out with nonsense. And <laughs> it's, it's good banter, especially in WhatsApp groups and Twitter and that this week. It's, it's been a good laugh and especially that there's not been a midweek game as well, so we've had a full week to kind of enjoy it. But Carney, we are now top of the league. We are two points clear of Celtic. But, but, <laughs> as we've just discussed there, there's a long way to go. There's twists and turns in this title race. Rangers have been pretty much faultless, but there probably will be a bump in the road somewhere. And when we have that bump, I hope folk don't throw their toys out the pram. Um, I hope the, the bump doesn't come, but um, it's football. At the end of the day, we've got some big games coming up. But now we are sitting top of the, the league, Carney, with two points. Going into Hearts tomorrow to potentially stretch it to five before we kick a ball. It's a different pressure for Rangers now. They're leading now. Rangers haven't led. Yeah, they led in the 55 season, but they were miles ahead. That, that wasn't really a pressure. This is pressure now. This Rangers team haven't led when it's this tight. So it's um, a bit interesting how we react tomorrow. And obviously we'll come yeah. on to Hearts, but just in terms of where <clears> we are in the league. No, I get where you're coming from. I think Rangers need to. Rangers need to. We need to ride this crest of a wave that we're on just now for as long as we can. Because Clement doesn't like talking about momentum, but momentum is very much on our side right now. Nobody really fancies playing Rangers. I think even Hearts will be. They'll be a wee bit. They'll probably be as excited about the game as what we are because they'll be thinking we are playing good. They're playing good. We're probably in for a spectacle of a game. That's what you'd like to hope. You hope it's a real spectacle for the neutral. I hope it doesn't turn out like that and Rangers win eighteen 0 But I don't. I can't see that happening. But the, the Rangers are Rangers are the the, the informed team and so are Hearts very much just now. Um, I think I books books will come to that later on. But the um, the difference I feel this time round is. Previous teams have had the chance to take the opportunity to close the gap, to take the lead in the in the title race, and we didn't do so. We fell at we fell at the, pretty much every single hurdle that we got to make, take that opportunity. The manner that we've done it in, it's not been like scraping past, if you know what I mean. Like, and it's not really enjoyable football, and it's kind of uh, you can see that the, the bumps may be coming. I, I don't really see that. The Aberdeen game was probably closer than it needed to be. Um, I thought Rangers were very much the better team that night. I think the scoreline maybe flattered Aberdeen slightly. Don't want to be too disrespectful. Ross County should have been a cricket score, genuinely should have been a cricket score. And against St Johnston, 
it was it was as easy as you like. It's the most routine win that you can actually ask for going up to a place like that. And it's, I think it's the manner of the way that it's happened this time that's given me a bit more belief because I've I've completely bought into Clement. I've completely bought into what he's doing, the style of football that he's trying to play, the momentum, the uh, mentality that he's he's changing the players around into, and the way that they, he's got them thinking about things. This is this is uh, as much a test as it is catching up to um, them at the top of the league. This is just as much a test now going forward. I am. I'm not. I, there is going to be ups and downs. There are there is absolutely no doubt about it. But right now, I still very much feel Rangers are still on the incline. Um, at some point, we'll plateau. It will happen. We'll have a game, and we'll probably all say to each other after it, "What? What the hell was that? What did we just watch? Where did that come from?" It's natural. It is going to happen. Happens to the best teams in the world. Happens to Man City. Happens to Real Madrid. Happens to everybody. But right now, I feel like I can't really see it coming yet. You, you can't really see signs of it coming. So t- tomorrow is huge. Uh, I mean, and every game for the rest of the season is going to be huge. But as I say, the way that we've managed our business this time round gives me a bit of belief that I think these players are right up for this and I think they've bought into Clement. Yeah, Nicky, obviously, as we're talking there in terms of the pressure of now being leading this uh, league at the moment, but two big games come up for me, Hearts. I mean, we'll talk about Hearts, but they're flying. Kilmarnock away for me is that dodgy one in that part Wednesday night for me as massive for me come on it but we'll come on to that but what what's your thoughts now that Rangers are now at the top of the league leading it in terms of looking down to, to me they've now got an opportunity to put the foot on the neck of Celtic um, and see if they have the ball for it basically yeah 100% I think Scott and I briefly spoke about it um, the other night I think it, it's great to officially be top I think Obviously, we had opportunities, the Aberdeen game and the Ross County game. It, we, we could have went top on, on goal difference, but let's be honest, goal difference is a nonsense at, at this time of the season, particularly when you're talking about one or two goals. It'll make very little difference. Goal difference is probably only relevant the, the final day, really, right? When you look back at sort of maybe like the 2 3 season when we won the treble and it was all down to goal difference, it was, it was probably a nonsense, but I think... Massive, um, massive psychological boost, I think, for the squad to officially go top. Um, I think Scott and I had spoke again, what was it, first time in probably 18 months, I think, we, we'd been top of the table. Um, and yeah, it, it, is a, it is a completely different type of pressure. I don't know about you three, but I think it's a better pressure. And I'm saying that through experience of of what us and, and this squad have been through in four of probably the last five seasons. I hated, hated playing catch-up. And I hated when they would win on a Saturday and all the pressure would be on us on Sunday to close the gap. Whatever the point differential was, the pressure is massive to close the gap. So I actually think it's a better pressure that... Listen, we, we have a massive game tomorrow that we're all very much looking forward to, but it's a nice pressure to have. Yeah, we need to win the game, but the rewards at the end, it's massive. The reward isn't just a, you know what, we've clawed back a wee bit of the deficit. The reward is we could go five points clear. And when you think about where we were, that's massive. And and you're right, I agree with what you've said, Ali, as, as well as Scott. It will be very, very interesting to see how Celtic deal with this because... Their squad has never really had to deal with this. Even even the 55 season, they were so far behind from such an early point because of the COVID 
fiasco and I think they were playing catch-up with games. So they were already miles behind very early on in the season. We obviously got a brilliant result at Celtic Park. So there's not really been an occasion, other than maybe when Postacoglu came in, I think Gio was maybe five or six points ahead and they maybe closed it there. But really they've... They've had it pretty easy, far too easy for my liking if you look at the last sort of eight, nine, ten seasons. So it will be very interesting, <coughs> excuse me, that, that roles are reversed and and, and how, how Celtic as well as us will deal with the flip of pressure. Um, I, I think I agree as well. I think the we've got 12 games left. It, it would be great if, if we go through and win all 12. I, I don't think we will. We've won nine on the spin since we lost the old firm game at the turn of the year. Um, that that is as flawless as, as you'll get. So I I do suspect there will be a bump in the road, but it very much looks as if there will be bumps on the road at the other side of the city as well. I think if you're Rangers, we have what five maybe six games to go before we meet for the old firm. I, I think the objective for Rangers just now should be we maintain a two point gap if not more, get into that game. And, and I think that puts you in a brilliant position. You've then got an old firm at home. You've got the opportunity to go potentially five points clear if you win it, get into a final game, I think, before the split. that That's where I think Rangers should be. And I think they are. I think Clement and the squad are very aware that, that there may be a bump in the road, but there's likely going to be a bump on the road as well. And, and, and the key thing, as, as you boys say, is we can't panic. We just need to keep going and we hope that there will be a bump over the other side of the road as well and we can build up however point lead we want before we get into the old firm and, and ultimately the split. Yeah, J- Jamie, it's a, it's a good place to be at the moment, but <clears throat> as I say, it is different pressure. But I think this Rangers team have convinced us, if, I, if you want to say. In previous seasons, we've been in situations like this and we've fallen flat in our face, but... Under under this Clement, under Philip Clement, there's, there's a belief. They've brought a belief back into the the crowd. You can tell at Ibrooks, Jamie. There's, there's no moans and groans. I would say at Ibrooks when Rangers have been one nil down, one nil up, or one each or whatever it is. Everyone's quite confident in this Rangers team at the moment, and there seems to be a belief now going to Ibrooks that this Rangers Aye. team can can cope with the pressure. Well, I mean, talk, talking about obviously being at the summit, being at summer we've got guys in the in the squad and in the team that were there during the 55 season we've got Tav we get goals in, and we get Borna too look it looks like Borna's going to feature because the games are coming thick and fast I actually think he played pretty well when he, when he played at St Johnston that week as well so no we, we just need to keep momentum up I mean talking to Ibrox eh, in the atmosphere that the fans are creating at the moment the Aberdeen game I mean I know we it felt like we kind of snuck that win it was a very tight 2-1 wasn't it but the atmosphere that night was like Europa League Thursday level, right? It, it needs to be that standard for the rest of the season. I always see folk on Twitter talking about it. We need to have Ibrox being a proper call-in on a Saturday 3pm, even if it's a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. There's going to be games coming where fans need to turn up and it might be a game at home to live or a game at home at Ross County. These games are no different because these are potential banana skin games. So... We just need to keep momentum going. I'm with Nicky uh, and Scott. I think being on top of the league so much better than chasing. And as I say, I, I do genuinely believe that these players are going to be able to handle it. Yeah. No, I, I, I really hope. I really hope so. <laughs> as a Rangers Ali, fan, you, 
Yeah. Ali, as well, what you have to remember is the, the difference in attitude between the two fans. This isn't something that's been tight from the start. It's Rangers have clawed it back and Celtic are going down the way. They're they're in they're in meltdown. They're not happy with their scene. Oh, it's a nine points. It's a nine point <laughs> yeah. swing. If you look at it, yeah, they're upset swing. they're upset with their manager, they're upset with their team, whereas we are we are building something with Clement. Mm-hmm. Hence the, the I think the the understanding and patience and the support is very much on our side. If they struggle again at home against another team, they'll they'll not do it at all. Do you know what I mean? If they are now now at half time against whoever it may be, I've got no idea who they're playing, Ross County or whoever it may be, that they'll not be very happy. Whereas we're being more patient because we believe that something's going to happen, if that makes yeah. sense. We are playing the better football, there's no doubt. Yeah, no, they are playing good football, Rangers, and, and tomorrow for me, we'll come on to Hearts, but tomorrow's it's massive for me in terms of the title right. race tomorrow, in terms of psychologically I, as well. I am buzzing for tomorrow. No, I, and, 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 every, and everyone that I've spoke to, Karen, it's a Rangers fan that's that's going this week. As, it's, as, as Jamie says, every game now, that Aberdeen game, it felt like a European night, and I think every game at Ibrooks till the end of the season, we need to play our part, and we will play our part and, and, and draw the team, hopefully, on to, to winning at, uh, at Ibrox. But Jamie kind of teed us up for the Europa League. But before we get into the Europa League, it is my favourite part of the podcast. Time for a word from our sponsors. <coughs> 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for a New Year's resolution. Check in with our friends at Manscaped. It's never too late to level up your grooming game. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trust me, over 10 million men worldwide, including us. Now it's your time to get a grip of your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code CLUB at 22 for 20% off and free shipping. Introducing Manscaped's fifth generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer, it's your grooming sidekick. Equipped with two skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little bit off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And yes, it's waterproof too, so you can take any shower. And for men who want the full grooming experience, look no further than Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0. In this grooming kit, you'll get the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, and essential aftercare products, the crop soother lotion and crop Preserver ball deodorant. Yes, it's deodorant for your balls. Bet you didn't think you needed that. <laughs> As a gesture for the new year, they even threw in two free gifts the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Let's face it, resolutions might come and go, but a well groomed you is here to stay thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. And thank you very much, Stevie T. Journal, I just clocked Stevie that. T. Stevie T, yeah. very much appreciated. And yes, hopefully it has three points tomorrow. See, but, because, uh, see, because you've not been on in a while, I was so tempted to put something in, because I thought you'll not read it before. I was sitting, I was going, he's not been on. The last night when I was sending it, I was like, I, I should probably put something in there, because he'll read it out. <laughs> What I do, what I do on a Friday is I print it off at work and I have a scan through it. So if there is any dodgy ones in, I'll just cross it off. Yeah, Stevie but, um, D, thank you so much, by the way. That's fantastic. Cheers, mate. No, much appreciated, Stevie D. That's brilliant. But yes, moving on, Jamie did mention about Europa League nights at Ibrox. The Europa League 
theme tune was back today, Carney. Um, I actually miss Ryan. Ryan usually puts in the group chat the Europa League theme tune, um, which I did miss today. For we'll, need to get, uh, we'll need to get him to do that on air one time because the rendition of it is fantastic. Yeah, well, forget Dublin. He did say he would come on and do it, so it is very good. <laughs> but yeah, the Europa League uh, draw is back. It feels miles, like ages ago we were in that mm. Europa League, obviously because we missed the, the playoff round because we topped the group. Rangers have been drawn against Benfica, so they missed, it. missed a couple of big hitters, but Benfica still a decent team. They're their top um, in the Portuguese league at the moment, Benfica. We did play them back in 2020 in a couple of bizarre games where we went out there and were 3-1 up. They were down to 10 men. We somehow managed to make an arse out and they went three each. And then the home tie, this was during COVID, we went 2-0 up. Um, Carney, you, pal, Kamar Roof scored a screamer in that, in that game. Um, but we still managed to draw that game two each. The controversy, and I'll come to you, Jamie, first, before we come in the podcast, was the dates were announced, which is the away leg is first because we were seeded. So it's eight o'clock on the 7th. But the one that's got everyone talking on Twitter so far tonight, I've seen the home tie is on the 14th. And it is a quarter to six kickoff. So I think there'll be a lot of half days been taking it work that day. And what's your thought I, on Benfica as well? I mean, but Benfica, first, firstly, going back to the Europa League theme tune, by the way, absolute certified banger. I think we should get Ryan singing that on stage at the next live night, possibly. I, I, could be, I, I could be an opener. I could be an opener. But no, I think it, Benfica, I think somebody said in the pod today, not the, not the best tie, but certainly not the worst tie. Um, I think if we go out there, maybe maybe squeeze a draw, don't concede too many, getting any team back at Ibrox, we can do the job. Um, on to the, the 5.45 kickoff. Like, obviously, it's out with the board and Rangers' hands, but it's just there's going to be a lot of half days getting taken that day. I'm in a good position that I can work flexi time so I can start early, but no, it's just it's it's a bit of a pain in the arse to folk uh, that work obviously shifts in a wee bit later, but I'm sure they're going to be wanting to take a take a wee half day annual leave to get down there because that night iBooks is going to be absolutely bouncing, mate. Yeah, and, and quarter to six in, in Glasgow, you're, you're hitting rush hour traffic at this time. I mean, from three o'clock onwards in Glasgow, that M8 is gridlocked, so it's. It's going to be horrific. It really is. But um, Nicky, obviously your thoughts on Benfica. But looking at Benfica, they were obviously in the Champions League. They were in with Real Sociedad, Inter, and Salzburg. They finished third. They scraped third. Um, Real Sociedad actually topped the group, and Inter was were um, were second. They played um, Toulouse in the playoff round. There, they won two one at home, and then they drew nil nil away just another night to get through. So what's your thoughts on Benfica and the high quarter six kickoff time? I agree with Jamie. I think um, it, it could have been better. It could have been worse. I think you look at potentially AC Milan, it would have been a, a glamour tie, but I think they would have been tough. I think Roma would have been tough as well. I think on the other, on the flip side, you look at maybe Carabag or maybe Marseille, who are not faring too well in the, the French league maybe would have been slightly better, but it's kind of middle of the road. I think in reality, there's there won't be any easy games at this stage. We've obviously got the massive benefit that by finishing top of the group, you miss that kind of playoff um, round. 
Um, but but there won't be any easy games. I think if you look at the Europa League, I think it gets stronger every year. I think you look at the last kind of 16, the teams are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and it's just the a consequence of the Champions League, the money they're pumping into it. I mean, you could stick your mortgage on the last eight of the Champions League every single year, couldn't you? Um, so I, I don't think there will be any easy ties. I think, Ali, you're right. We have a bit of history there. I think... Um, 2-2 at Ibrox, 3-3 away uh, under the old away goals rules. If that was a knockout, we would have technically went through. But I know that's that's obviously been removed. I think it was Darwin Nunes who tore us a bit of a new one um, over there, if I recall correctly. Um, and obviously he's doing some wonderful things, but some not so wonderful things in the Premier League with Liverpool at the minute. So they're, they're, they're a good side. They will, they will be a good side. As you say, they, they are top of the Portuguese league. They will be no mugs. But it's a good one for us. I think it's a, it's a bit of a glamour tie. I mean, Benfica are, Benfica are a big club, right? Um, you, you mentioned they've been in the Champions League. They've won the Portuguese League however many times. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it'll be a really good one for for fans. As as you say, the frustration is just going to be that kick-off at home. Is, is it going to put certain people off? Are people not going to get there because of work or location or whatever they are? The Obviously, the... Um, the traffic and, and getting in and around Ibrox at that time will be pretty chaotic. Um, so that that's the only frustration. But uh, whilst we could have get better and we could have get worse draws, I think I honestly think we could get a result against any of the eight teams. I honestly do. And as Jamie says, I think if we can go over there, we can get a result, um, i.e. A, a draw over there then I, I fancy us to, to beat anybody at Ibrox at the minute, particularly in the Europa League. Maybe Man City or Real Madrid might be a bit step, a step too far, but I would fancy us to, to give anybody in the Europa League a game, particularly at Ibrox. Yeah, can I mean, Rangers have got an extremely good record against Portuguese teams in, in modern times. Uh, but if, I'd like somebody different. I always like somebody different who maybe we've not played in a while. Obviously, Benfica we played in 2020. Um, but it's a winnable tie for me. The the quarter to six kickoff isn't he great? I, I'm I'm sure Celtic had to play one of these kickoff times a couple of years ago at Parkhead. I'm pretty sure they had to do that as well. So it'll be interesting. But the benefit for me, Carney, is keep the tie alive in the first leg and bring them back to Ibrox with all us behind them. Yeah, I'm glad it's. I'm just glad it's not Prague, mate. To be honest, I'm delighted that it's not because I don't. I don't want to play them again. Uh, I've played them about a hundred times in the past few years. No, look at I, I, when I when I seen the draw, I went, yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, they're performing well. They're a good team. Um, I think everybody really in the in the competition just now is very much a classed as a good team or a, a very decent team at the least. So no, I mean it's, it's it's a tough ask, but it's 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 what it's all about, and at the later stages of a European competition, it's where you want to be, it's what you want to be involved in. The I'm looking forward to it, as I say, but I can't really add in more than the boys have already said. It's keep the tie alive in the the first leg, get it back to Ibrox, and literally anything can happen. We've some, seen some very very special nights um, on a on a Thursday um, at eight pm kickoffs, but not quarter to six. That would be a new one, but anyway. The um we've seen some special nights and Ibrox can do amazing things on a Thursday. Um, it's always it's always good. So no, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Not looking forward to the kickoff time. I, I do think that's absolutely ridiculous. It really is. There's not really any sort of um way around it apart from it's going to be an absolute ball. Like it really is. Yourself and I, Ali, have to cross that 
that fabled M8 to M74 junction every single day of our lives. And fry, you're right from like half three, four o'clock onwards. It's just bonkers. It really is. So, yeah, to add 50,000 people trying to get Ibrox and get a parking space, not, et cetera, it's, it's a nightmare. And it's just, there's loads of other things I need to sort out childcare. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that live on air, but I'm going to need to sort somebody out because I'm going to the football, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's not ideal. When I seen it, I was like, something I could have done without. But anyway, um, you've got to do it, I suppose, the things you do to go and follow Rangers. But I'm looking forward to it, mate. As I say, it's what it's all about. Um, Nicky's right. You can probably class this as a bit of a glamour tie. Would have been nice to, honestly, if we'd have got Milan, I'd be absolutely buzzing. I know a lot of people think, oh, that's the toughest, it could be the toughest game, but it doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of what you want. You want to play, you play the best and you've got to beat them all if we're going to get to Dublin, eh? There's Cliff Renfrew there, can I just seen that all the way from Los Angeles. Well, Jealous. Kind of up for Los Angeles. I find it. He's rivaling Justin Muir in Texas, to be honest. I'll say that. We Los Angeles, there he is. <laughs> I can't believe you missed that, can you? Anyway, yeah, yeah. moving on from Los Angeles to back to sunny Glasgow. Before we come on to the Hearts game, I just I, there was a thing going around Twitter, can you, which you shared in the group chat this week. There we go. Um, in terms of, I think it was the overrated player, underrated player, and a lot of folk were saying, well, you know who. Um, so we just thought tonight, we'll just for a bit of fun, we'll all have our say on the five categories or just a quick sentence on each one of it so we'll first of all we'll do the overrated player so jamie who is your overrated player and this is under clermont as well um overrated player and a quick reason why so i'm going to go for raskin here by the way but like if it was if it was earlier on the season it would not have been my answer um, I've, I've I've swayed away from Cantwell because he's had a bit of a purple patch in terms of in terms of uh, playing well. But yeah, I think I think Raskin, uh, yeah, I think he's he's beginning to look overrated, especially since he's came back from injury. I know we might have to give him a wee bit of leeway because he's been injured. But I think any time that he's come on in the last couple of months, he's looked pretty average. The game that sticks out in my mind is Easter Road. Uh, he was terrible. He put the ball out about five or six times. Um, so, Raskin's mine. Okay. Sorry, and any everyone, Raskin fans? And everyone in the comments, we have not told each other what no. we picked here. Jamie, no. I've picked Raskin as well. For me, I don't think he's it, hit the heights at all for me. Um, so, yeah, it was Raskin for me. Nicky, who's your overrated player? I've got a bit of a bold one here. I think the rest of them you could probably guess, but I was torn between Raskin and one, and one other. I've actually went Fabio Silva here. Now, bear with me. I, I am not saying I think Fabio Silva is bad. I, I've expect, I, I probably the expectations higher than what I've seen of Fabio Silva. 30, 35 million quid, Premier League player, hot shot in Portugal. I, I'm, Jamie will love me here. I'm at the point where I'm going, I kind of want Dessers to start games other than Fabio Silva. <laughs> Honestly, and, and it's weird because... Dessers is so frustrating. He misses a lot of chances, but he, he gets in the position. Do you think of the chances? Dessers come on against St. Johnson had three or four really good chances. I can't really remember Fabio Silva having one. So I'm not by any way saying that I think Fabio Silva is a bad player. I still think there's every opportunity he will score goals and contribute um, for us for the rest of the season. But I, 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 I've expected a wee bit more, um, to be to be brutally honest. Yeah, that's Nicky blacklisted by the Wolves fans as well. Um, 
So that um, Ravsky say right, can he? Um, you're overrated player. You've you've not read out all the questions at one time, which kind of ruins my joke because the answer to all of these questions is Dessels. Uh, you will you will know what I mean by that when we get through all of them. But the answer to all of them is Dessels. If I'm being serious, <clears throat> one that I've seen getting a bit surprised from other people just for a f- few good p- performances, but for me still nah is Rabbi Matondo. I just I've, I, I can't do I can't take to him. I just, I can't take to him. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Sometimes you get that with players. But for me, I'm like, you still don't do enough. You really still don't do enough. Uh, I, just, I don't get it. I don't. Also, I was getting criticised left, right and centre the other night when me and Nicky were talking about Scott Wright as well. And like, don't bash the guy and all that. I'm sorry, the, the guy's just not good enough to play for us. But right now, for a guy that would be in for a shout or starting in the first team, mine would be Robbie Matondo. Right. Jamie, underrated player. I so I see the time in the corner there. So, so I'm going big bargain. By the way, I think he's massively underrated. Sure. Massively under underrated because I remember when he was coming back, Bill brought him back, and folk were honestly up in arms. I've never seen a bigger like uh, like negative fan reaction on Twitter than when Balogun came back. And I was thinking, like, he played the 55 season and he played a massive amount of games that season. He's solid, he does a job, he gets the club. Do you know what I mean? I just think like there's there was a lot of slander for Balogun the start of the season and he's come in and he's performed. Obviously, it's been he's been in and out, in and out of the team, but I just think he's a he's just a great big player. Good shout. Good shout. I've went with his teammate and he gets a lot of sl- he gets pelters, I think, Jamie, and he has for years. Connor Goldson for me. Take Connor, Connor Goldson out of that Rangers team, especially that back lane. <laughs> Look, we are missing. So um, that is me, Conor Goldson. Nicky, who's your underrated player? It's funny you say that, mate. See, I'm reading the comments where she can throw in the amount of people <laughs> that had Goldson in the overrated, and you get you've got in the underrated. It just shows you how people <laughs> change. Very quick one, underrated James Tavernier. I can't believe there's people who still say bad words about him. You look at the last, I think Scott and I spoke about it, the last six goals Rangers have scored, he's contributed to five of them three assists, two goals. Um, I, I would still say he's, he is underrated in this team um, and amongst their fan base. Carney, Dessers Com- underrated. <laughs> yeah, Dessers, definitely. Dessers is the answer to all these questions. He is, but really, um, I, I agree with Nicky. Tavernier, I can't add any more than what Nicky said there. James Tavernier is by far the most over uh, underrated player even at Ibrox now. There you go, I've already noise for company comments. That's Mike 72, not in agreement with me, so. That's <laughs> what it's all about, it's fun, that's. that's it's all about opinions, Mike. Something different. You don't, have to, you don't have to agree with me. Don't worry about the time, mate. Even, if though, we go I'm, over... even though I'm correct, Mike, so there you if go. We go. If we go over time, if we go over time tonight, we go over, it doesn't matter. This is good, I enjoy uh, this stuff. Oh, right, Jamie, back at you. Overhated player. Which can kind of be underrated as well, but overhated player at Rangers. You know who I'm going to say here, by the way. Overhated is my man, man, I can't believe, I can't believe you threw the shade at him. Uh, most of my books at the start of the season, he is massively overhated. The Nigerian nightmare, put some respect on his name, by the way. Put some respect on his name. And I'm actually, I know you're, I know you're asking these one by one, you're going to circle back to me, but he's the best, worst player as well. He's 100%. Like, I think as Nicky was saying, like, he came on against St. Johnson, it, the, the positions that he gets himself into playing off the shoulder, it, it's just like he looks a proper number nine. If you could somehow, I mean, I know Silva's not scored a, a lot of goals, but if you could somehow kind of uh, put the two of them together in a bit of a hybrid, but really, like he's 
you you just know he's one of the most frustrating players I think we've ever signed as Big Desers, but he's my man, so I'm sticking by him. That's fine. Mike still can't get over me saying Goldson, he's still having a go at me now. West Rangers defensive record this season. <laughs> there you go. No, um, but my my overhated player is, um, and I don't know why he splits support so much at times, it's Tav for me. He does get a lot of hate, Tav, with the Rangers support because of his defensive qualities. As we've said a lot of times, if Tav was as good at defending as he was attacking, he wouldn't be at Rangers. So um, for what that guy gives Rangers, and when he goes, you will miss James Tavenier. So for me, the most overhated player is Tav. Nicky? Uh, Jamie's going to be crashing at my house tonight. I think I'm going Dessers as well. Um, again, yeah, I think I, I, by no by no way is, is he perfect, the big man. Um, but he's scoring vital goals. He's scoring he's scoring critical goals. Um, he gets a lot of hate, um, and we kind of need to get behind him because it's it's him and Fabio Silva. They're the two that's going to lead us to any trophies by the end of the season. So yeah, overhated. I'm I'm going big Dessers. Can I? I've I've done it wrong way round. As professionals, I always am on this podcast. My underrated player was actually meant to be McCausland, is what I meant to say. I think McCausland's right. very underrated. I think people give him a lot of stick for the age that he is and what he is. Um, and my overhated player is James Tavernier. So sorry, I've done that the wrong way round. But yes, okay. right. And Jamie, for the last one, we'll just take the two of them, the best and worst player. Obviously, I'd assume you've got um, D nine as your best player. But yes, best player and worst player. Well, I mean, for best player, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away. I'm gonna step away from D nine. I'm gonna step away from D nine. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he he obviously in my eyes, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna come good. I think he's gonna score the goals that that are important this season. But for me, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Tav. I'm gonna go back to Tav since Clement came in. Uh, he's just been proper captain material again. He's he's looked fitter. I think at the start of the season looked a little bit slow and laboured. Um, in terms of going forward as well, I just think he's had that a huge resurgence under the new gaffer, and he's been absolutely brilliant. So he's my best player, and, and I think probably if you ask me, end of the season, I think he's still going to be my best player. And who's your worst player? Oh, my worst player. I, I'm going to I'm going to go with Scotty's from earlier on. By the way, Matondo is Matondo's just for me. Mato, he's he's. I'm sorry, mate. So he's just he's not up to much like. And I've not. He's been given. He's been given a lot of chances to come on and shine. I know, like the goal that he scored. Uh, I think he scored St. Johnson earlier on the season. Scored against Copenhagen the friendly. But I just think he's. I just think he's a bit of a daddy. I'm not gonna lie. Even more a daddy than Desers, to be fair. Shocking, Jamie. Sorry, mate. Jamie, with that, you <laughs> gone now. And and thanks book, for the watch. Sorry. Ah, the bad books. Thanks very much, Donald Rice, as well for the. Cheers, Donald. Thank you as well. No, much appreciated. Um, my best player, and I'm going to get slaughtered in the comments here again, probably. So um, my best player, because I think when he's when he's on form, I think he makes Rangers tick. And I think it's Jamie Murphy. Is it, is it Jamie Murphy? No, it's not Jamie Murphy. No, no, it's, not Jamie um, Murphy, no. it's a guy that will come on to the presser. Todd Cantwell for me. <laughs> I, I think when he's on song for he makes Rangers tick for me. Obviously, uh, Butlin's a an obvious one, but I'm outfield players for me. I'm going for in terms of. So can't well my worst player. Ah, I was looking in the squad. I know you were going to make Matondo. Matondo's way down my list, Jamie as well. So don't worry. But um, Scott Wright for me, I think it's been summed up with Scott Wright where he's started the last couple of games and he's done nothing. I think Scott Wright's a good player to bring on with twenty minutes to go. But as a starting player, 
he's not up to it, and he's a guy we'll need to move on in the summer. Um, Nicky, best and worst. Best resurgence of Thursday night, John Lundstrom for me. I think um, Scott and I again spoke about it. I think Jack Butland, unanimous, is, is definitely conversation for, for player of the year. I think Lundstrom and Tav are, are slowly catching up since Clement came in. I think their performances over the last few months have been have been brilliant. And I think for worst, I, I agree with, with you, Ali. I, I've, I've put Scott right. Um, I think one of the, the key qualities of Clement is the improvement we've seen in, in players. Actually, I think Scott Wright's get worse. Um, and I, I, I hate saying that. I honestly do. I think you look at the St. Martin game, as you say, Ali, you look at St. John's at the weekend, hooked at half-time in both games. He's just not contributing at the minute. We, we, we should just freeze him, stick him in one of the Cairo chambers and just roll him out for a Scottish <laughs> Cup semi-final if we manage to get there, in my opinion. <laughs> Carney. Uh, Dessers and Dessers, mate. Yes, very much. Dessers and Dessers. No, and a, a serious note. Um, best player, I've got to agree with Nicky. I think just now, the best player for me, an undroppable player for me just now is John Lundstrom. I just don't think he can be dropped. You've got to give a special shout out to Jack Butland as well. I don't I think our defensive yeah. record is obviously speaking for itself the way things are going. So probably between they two, yeah, probably between... Um, Jack Butland and Looney just now uh, on form and since Clement came in. Worst player, there's just no doubt that it's um, James Stewart. You just caught my eye there and distracted me. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much, James. That's very much appreciated, mate. Thank you so much. Um, Scott Wright, that's just, there's just not, there's not an argument to be put forward, I'm afraid. Uh, and it's no disrespect to the guy. He just doesn't have the quality that we need going forward. Obviously, Lammers is still our player, so he is very much our worst. Uh, he, our, to our me, worst he, he's, he's, you can't pick him. He's gone. He's I, know, he, I, I know. I know. I know. I just, I always have to bash Lammers at least once a week on a podcast or else I don't feel normal. Um, but no, Scott Wright for me, uh, he's just, he has got worse. I can't really disagree with what Nicky said. I just, I don't get it with him. I really don't. He's just, He's nothing. He's just nothing. He's just he's got a bit of pace, and that's it. I don't think there's any real quality there. So yes, yeah, sorry, Scotty, but yeah, Scott Wright. Yeah. So everyone, strap yourself in for Scott Wright putting on our to start tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Of course. Oh, so you know what? Every time we bash someday, they always come good. Usually, you know what's yeah, you know when it's good when you do stuff like that, is everybody gets involved in the chat. Like ever that, like the chat was going fucking mental there with people saying stuff, which is good. That's good. Yeah. I really enjoy when we do stuff like that. It's a bit of a laugh. It's, it's all about opinions, but it's a bit of a laugh. We've seen it in Twitter this week, so we thought we thought yeah. it was a wee bit of a laugh with it. But um, but moving on to the more serious things, it is Hearts that come to Ibrooks this Saturday, three o'clock, which we all like. The weather looks decent tomorrow as well, um, so it's it's all looking good. Rangers are top of the league. Two points clear hearts. The presser, um, I just should really look out for injury news. Cantwell is the big one. Out for three to four weeks for a hamstring injury. I'm not surprised because he's been booted in pretty much every game he's played the last few weeks. Um, Jamie and Ryan, Jamie and Ryan, Jamie and Carney, <laughs> um, obviously done wonders at, uh, on Tuesday night to Kamar Roof because he is you're back welcome. in the squad. You're, you're and, welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Come on. They those, injections, those injections helped, didn't they, mate? They, they did, mate. Yeah, they, and that they, yeah, the handful, of, the handful of steroids I gave him as well, and the caffeine pills. They have all seemed to have worked. Yeah, well, they did ask. He did, was asked again about Kamaru in terms of can he can he play him or and he went, yeah, he, he can. I don't think he's going to start then, but he can contribute if they need him. So that was interesting. Um, big Raman badge, whatever he's called for STV, was obviously in having a, a go at. Um, Clement was going on about it's the first time Rangers will be underdogs in terms of Benfica. So, 
big Raman had to go back and ask, well, were you underdogs against Celtic? And Clement kind of pushed him aside and said, well, it was pretty much a 50-50 game, so we weren't, we weren't underdogs there, which was correct. So, again, these guys and, and these pressers are, are ridiculous for me. But looking at Hearts, I mean, Hearts are a fantastic run. I mean, you've got to give Hearts credit. I mean, when we played Hearts in the semi-final, I think it was, just before then, I think Hearts fans were calling for Stephen A. Smith to be removed as manager at that point. And you just look at, look at the run they're on at the moment, Hearts. They have won nine games on the trot in all competitions, Hearts. Um, we've played them three times, all under Clermont, I think. The last one at Ibrox was a 2-1 win. Danilo, Tav Pentley and Danilo in the 92nd minute. We've beaten them in the League Cup final and we've beaten them 1-0 away um, at Tynecastle. The last time Hearts were defeated was um, the 9th of December in the league, which was um, which was by the Sheep. And uh, Hearts, obviously, they sit third, 11 points behind Celtic, but they're 14 points clear of fourth place. Kilmarnock, Carney, tomorrow. This is this is why you go to the football. This is where we are. Hearts will be bang up for it. They're a fantastic run, Hearts. Hearts will fancy themselves tomorrow, and they should do, because they're in a fantastic run, Hearts. But this is what three o'clock this Saturday is all about, and Rangers have the chance to go five points clear. Yeah, I would say it's like half old firm feeling, if you know what I mean by that about tomorrow. It's kind of like a it's a, a, a really good feeling that I've got about tomorrow. I can't wait. It's been a long week for me. There's a lot of stuff going on work as well. It's just been a long week and it's all counting down to, to, to Saturday and I couldn't wait until I did the podcast tonight and, or if I was even going to be on and do the podcast tonight and then it's like, right. It's it's the game tomorrow. It's the game tomorrow. Look, it's going to be a tough game. It really is. But this is what it's all about. Generally, this is what it's all about. I think uh, we won't we won't learn a load about Rangers tomorrow. But I think there's potential for us to see how much Clement's mentality change that he's done with the team is working because this is probably as big as it gets before the old firm. Let's be honest. I know the Kamarnock game, I do get that. That's a tricky tie to go to. But this one, three o'clock on a Saturday, the last one for a long time, I think. I don't know when the next three o'clock on a Saturday is. Um, but this is what it's all about, mate. Next Saturday. <laughs> Are we home? Is it three o'clock? Are we? <laughs> Motherwell. Oh, sorry. I take that back then. I take that back. Uh, I take that shows you how much I do with my prep, doesn't it? Um right, even at that though, I think this is this is just a, a game that you, you go to the Ibrooks for. I think the atmosphere is going to be amazing tomorrow. It's well we're we're sitting top of the league. It's the first time we've, we've been there, um been back at Ibrook since that's happened. And yeah, I, I, everything about it's just leading to a very, very kind of mouth watering tie. Uh, and it's about time that we like you're kinda of looking forward as much as you are to going to Ibrooks as the way the way we all are. Not that we haven't been recently, but I feel like it's it's took a new level. I feel like we've took another step now to just how excited we all are to get there tomorrow. Uh, I can't wait for it, mate. Generally I can't wait for it. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It'll be a tough game. You're right to give Hearts credit because they are on an incredible run of form. But uh, I fancy Rangers do the business tomorrow. I really do. Yeah, Jamie. Um, obviously, Hearts will bring a good support. They'll, they'll be buying yeah. up for it. You'll be buying up for it tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere on Ibrox, especially before the, um, the start of the game. But as I say, can't hear that. This is, this is why you go to football, isn't it? Uh, somebody's just said in the chat there, our Hearts can have a go. And do you know what? Like, I hope they come and have a go because Saturday 3 p.m. As, as as Scott said, like 
there's nothing better. There really is nothing better than when we're riding high, top of the table as well, playing really great football. I think if it's an open game, it's going to be an absolute belter. I mean, I'm in the camp of that. I do believe that Hart is a bit of a one-man team. We've seen Shanklin's form is actually frightening. We spoke about the guy on the pod for, for months on end. We wanted him in the door at Ibrox. He, we're going to need to keep him quiet. Obviously, the last time that uh, they, they came to Ibrox, uh, we had Van get caught under the ball and he scored, I think it was quite early on, and he had an absolute doozy of a game that day. He was, he was amazing. Everything about his play, hold-up play, linking the play, but they, also, they, they sat very deep. So it'll be interesting to see how Hart set up tomorrow at Ibrox if they play a more cautious game and sit and try and hit us on the break. But one thing's for sure, it's going to be an absolute belter. Yeah, Nicky, what's your thoughts on how Hearts will play tomorrow? I mean, Hearts are 14 points clear of their nearest challenger in Kilmarnock. It's a free hit for Hearts. If, I'm, if you're a Hearts fan tomorrow, it's a free hit for them tomorrow. They've won nine games in the trot. Why not go and have a go at Rangers tomorrow if you're a Hearts fan? And oh, there he is, Jim Sloan. Thank you very much, Jim. Much Cheers, Jim. But, Thank you, Jim. Uh, but yeah, Nicky, how, how do you think Hearts will approach this game tomorrow? For, for me, I, I think they'll have a go at us tomorrow. Yeah, like like the guys, I'm I'm buzzing to get the Ibrooks tomorrow. I'm taking Harris, my uh, my eldest kid. So as this is his second game, so now really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, they are the most informed team in the league over ten games. I think, as you say, Ali, they've won nine, drawn one. Right, they've taken forty points for what forty two. So or run about that. Um, they, I, they they are performing very very well. I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Where, um. We said about playing Hibs, we quite like playing Hibs because they come and have a go and we tend to, to fare quite well as opposed to playing some of the opposition that do the kind of low block that, that makes it really, really difficult. Um, I, I suspect that Hearts will come and give a go to, uh, have a go tomorrow um, and, and I think that will suit us. I, I actually have quite a good feeling for tomorrow. Um, I, I think, I think I've got a feeling Rangers might win this quite comfortably. Um, I do think it'll be a cracker, um, and I think I agree with Jamie as well. I think Scott and I spoke about it. Hearts are on a, a brilliant run of form, but Shankland is dragging them through games. You look at the amount of goals he's scored, and I've seen a few graphics that were up on kind of Twitter this week. He, he's far outperforming any other striker in the league at the minute, and it's not just his goals. You look at his all-round play. Jamie alluded to it, how good he was in the last game at Ibrooks. He is dragging them through games at the moment. But I've got a good feeling. I think John Souter, who, who I suspect will play tomorrow, um, I, I would put him on him. I think John Souter is a, a very aggressive defender. I think he he could contain him. He's, he's, he's strong, he's fast. And, and I think if you if you shut up Lauren Shankland, I, I think we're, we're on for getting a really positive result tomorrow. So, fingers crossed. Yep, and I've seen there. Just Samir, as always, thank you very much for the kind donation. God bless America. Brilliant. You've I've just realised my, uh, my maths were horrendous back there, by the way, because nine wins and a draw is certainly not 40 points. But I think, oh, to allude to the fact, <laughs> over 10 games, they, I think they're the most informed team in the league. Is that right? <laughs> what is that? Sorry. Just, yeah. I, we've had a hard time in the comments. I thought here's another. Daniel, by you. No, listen. You can tell. You can tell. Nicky went to school and did not with me and Scott. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Massive yeah. Shocking. Yeah. So, 
as we've covered it, let's let's go on to team scores and first goal scorer. I'll I'll, I'll go first. I think we'll be pretty close to be honest. Butland in goal for me. Tav Goldson. I think Balogun might come back in. So I'm because he played in the B team. So I'm going Balogun. Yelmaz Lundstrom Diomande for me. I did have Cantwell for being honest, but until I found out today. So Tom Lawrence plays in the ten. Cortez on the left, McCausland on the right, and Jamie will be absolutely delighted here. D9, Dessers for me, plays through the middle because I think Silva's more suited for Kilmarnock on Wednesday. I'm going 2-0 Rangers and Jamie's man to score first. Jamie, what is your team scores and first goal scorer? So, back line, I'm going to go uh, Butland Tav. I'm going to go Goldson. I think Suter will stay in there. Um Ridvan will be back in at left back. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with. Obviously, I know Cat Cantwell's not playing the ten. I'm going to stick with Lawrence and uh, Looney sitting a bit deeper. I'm going to go Diamandi a bit further forward. By the way, because I think he showed what he can do in that game in Perth. I really think that he seems like a new utility player for us, kind of in the mode of of Big Sterling. He can play pretty much wherever. Um, McCausland, uh, McCausland on the right. Who am I going to go with on the left? Um, I'm gonna go for your. I'm gonna go for your. I'm gonna go for your man Matondo, right? I'm gonna go for your man Matondo just to to try and to try and dismay the the rumours that he's a bad player. Have, have um, you have you forgot about Cortez? Yeah. Oh, actually, actually I forgot about Cortez. Do you know, <laughs> I do you was know like, there's no way yeah. you're playing with playing Matondo over Cortez. No chance. Do you know, do you know why? Do you know why that is? It's because somebody in the chat earlier on said. Uh, Cortez, it's a shame that he's not in the Europa squad. I was like, ah, bastard, he's not in the Europa squad. Aye. But that that's it. You, the the chat threw me off. Cortez, Cortez left, <laughs> and then yeah, I think my man, I think my man D nine will come back in up front. Uh, yeah, I just I think Silva, uh, Silva as a nine hasn't been up to much yet for me. He's not scored enough. I don't think it's his. I've said it on the pod before. I don't think it's his natural position. So I think uh, my man D9 coming back and having a strong game. I think it's going to be three one Rangers. I think Hearts will score tomorrow, um, and I'm going yeah. I'm going to the Nigerian nightmare to score first. I'll take that, Carney. Um, back the back five: um, Suter, Redvan, Goldson, Tav, Butland, um, midfield. It's difficult this one. Um, I don't think Diamandi's merited any reason not to start the game. It'll be Lundstrom, 100% it will be. I do like Lawrence in that eight. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And I think there's a conversation to be had about what about playing Silver behind Dessers um, and with Cantwell's absence. But I think that's slightly unfair to Diomande as well. But you'll know where I'm coming from with that. I think Lawrence kind of has to start um, in that eight or ten, whatever they choose to do. But I think the only one that I'm unsure about is the will it be Diomande or will it be um, Silver? Um, I think it'd be interesting to see Silver there. Whether it's the game for it, I'm not 100 percent sure. It would throw a bit of a spanner in the works. I think for Hearts prep, if Silver was to play that little bit deeper, and especially if Kamar Roof's going to be on the bench, surely he'll be able to last. 20 minutes if he has to come on um, to play up front so yeah I'm unsure about that in the midfield the front three um, uh, yeah the front three for me is Cortez, Dessels and uh, McCausland I'm going for 3-1 Rangers and I'm going for Tom Lawrence to score a wonder goal for the first for the opener Oof, I take that Nicky your team score first goal score 
Yeah, similar probably to the guys. Um, I think Cantwell, obviously, whilst frustrating, has, has probably made it slightly easier because I think if Cantwell had been fit, you've got Lundstrom and Cantwell, I think it would have been harsh to drop Diamandi, but I also think it would be harsh not to bring Tom Lawrence back in. Um, so, yeah, I think Butland is a given. Tav, Goldson, Suter, Ridvan, back four. I almost go, do we need to play a 10? Could you play Lundstrom as the sitter and play two eights in Lawrence and Mandy? potentially, and, and they do a bit of rotation, they both support in the box, um, so I, I think that will be the midfield three, um, and like the guys, I think McCausland, Dessers and Cortez will be the front three, um, I'm going 3-0, um, and I think Cortez will go off the mark, I think he will be first scorer tomorrow. Ooh. I actually felt for Cortez at McDermott Park because he was playing in that ploughed field and he couldn't he play football on it. Yeah, so. I, I felt I felt for the twenty-two boys having to play in that every single uh, player who had to play uh, up there. I just the guys that are ball players and like to run with a ball like Cortez. I was like, I just he probably thought, what the hell is this? But um, yeah, we're back to Ibrox because uh, Ibrox is like a bowling green at the moment. So yes, but that has come. We were way way over there tonight. Um, so maybe tell us something positive at, at Rangers at the moment. Mm-hmm. We went over there, so. Um, Yes, yes. Tomorrow is a big game for Rangers. As I said, we can go five points clear tomorrow. But before I um, thank my guests for coming on tonight, I would like to thank everyone in the chats, everyone for the kind donations. Um, much appreciated. But yes, my guests, Jamie, thank you very much for coming on tonight. And I think I may be seeing you before the game tomorrow, possibly. Thank you very much, mate. Yes, you're going to be seeing me for a pint in the Viceroy. I'll see you about about one o'clockish. No, I think. Mid's high at the moment, boys, so let's just keep it going. Let's get five points in front and then back over to that mob on Sunday. Yep. Nicky, thanks very much for coming on. We'll send Thank you a calculator next time. And enjoy all the point. <laughs> Actually, one of the, one of the <laughs> fans has dug me out. I've obviously seen a graphic that they've collected 40 points since Clement came in, so... My mathematic skills still there. It's obviously just thrown me, much like Cortez, not been in the European squad through Jamie. So I'm going to jump on that bandwagon as well. Yeah, it's, it's easily done. We've got umpteen bloopers between us for this podcast over the years. So it's easily <laughs> done. Um, last but not least, Mr. Carney, thanks very much for showing him some dedication tonight and, and coming on when you didn't have to come on. Yeah, no, I... I enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. Can't wait for tomorrow. Thank you again. I'll just echo Alex words. All the donations tonight, fantastic. Uh, really enjoyed tonight's chat. And quick question got asked, where did the pod name come from? Tom Valance was the first ever Rangers captain. He used to own the club at 22 on Paisley Road West, which is now the Viceroy Bar. That should tell you everything you need to know. Get into them tomorrow. Five points clear by dinner time on Saturday. That will do just bloody nicely. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, as Carney says, it's, it's there for Rangers tomorrow. It's three o'clock, it's on a Saturday. The weather's to be good. We'll be buying up for it, as will Hearts as well. I think it's set up for a, for a cracking game of football tomorrow. I really, I really think it is. Um, but yeah, it's for you, Rangers. Just just win tomorrow, Rangers. That's all I'm asking. Go five points clear and um, let, let's see what they're made of on a Sunday. But we'll be back for a match reaction. It will be me and Carney at least for a match reaction tomorrow. So yes. We are being Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you tomorrow.
Sports Social Podcast Network.